When one hears the word goblin, it may conjure up an image of a mischievous impolite creature with a penchant for trickery, a name evoked to keep small children in their beds at night. But what if I was to tell you there is another sort of goblin, one with a mouthful of sharp teeth and the dead black eyes of a shark, that they were once human like you or I, but twisted into their terrible forms by fell magic and sent with unwavering obedience to punish and devour those they once loved. The Knights of the Ship Actual Play Podcast presents Zweihander, Feast of Goblins. Bias and Helmet, just before your companions enter, you notice a dapper, well-dressed man with fine clothes and a monocle enter. He walks in and he smiles almost uh, at everyone as, and with, a, with an openness uh, as though he was greeting an, an old lost friend. Most of the other patrons in the bar give him a, a nod of respect. And he breasts up to the bar and the bartender pours him a drink. Knows exactly what he wants, a, a fine cognac. And he uh, smiles and looks around the room, taking it in. And uh, he eyes the the boy who looks in probably... Doesn't oh, look ha- very happy at the boy. <laughs> he's, he's very pale and just sort of got his arm draped around his dog. It's a very mellow evening, isn't it? Yes, sir. He calls to your dog, Frida. He summons her over and gives her a, a rub and, and sends her on her way and, and sips his uh, you know, chit-chats to people and, and seems to, you know, they seem to know him. He needs, knows a lot of them as well. Does Bias recognise his voice? Mm. From where, might you say? <laughs> uh, I'm just wondering if this is the chap from the alley that I don't think we could see, could we? I think we only ever heard him. I have an inkling who this guy is. Make a scrutinised check when you get in. Just regular, standard? Yes, or the, I guess the other check would be something. Is there a listen? There's eavesdrop. Yeah. You choose. And if you've oh, got a same. rank in one, if you've got rank in both of them, have another 10%. Don't have a rank in either, so it's just perception. Nope. Make of it what you will. And, uh, yeah, you walk in to see uh, it's uh, your other two companions looking rather mellow. <laughs> looking very wor- the worst for wear at the moment. Uh, well, I see you've had a good afternoon. No, oh, you're back. <laughs> yes. How, how are you, Bias? Uh, delightful. Wonderful. Uh, Helmet, are you all right? You look a little bit off colour. The boy's a little bit green, Bias. I <laughs> uh, can't hold his liquor, I think, is the situation. Well, that's perhaps no surprise. Are you going to marry the barkeep? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's talking to you. Me? Oh, I, I, I barely know the man. Can I make a heel check on him to see if there's anything <laughs> I can do to help him? Rafe hands helmet a uh, honey lolly. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Pop it in my mouth and perk up a little bit. It looks like he cheers somewhat. <laughs> yeah, so am I able to see if there's anything I can do to help his recovery or... I've got no physical Diagnosis damage. is intoxication. <laughs> some water might help. Uh, get him some water, please, Barkeep. Right. Well, I suppose he gets some water. 
And what's for you lot? I'll have some more milk. Well, well I'll have a beer, please. Uh, and just a, a question, if you will, indulge my curiosity as someone new in town. Mm. Uh, this very fancy gentleman, is he a regular? Oh, yes, he comes in here somewhat regularly. Yeah. Who, who is he? Well, that, the, um, the, the dapper man, uh, he seems to have overheard your conversation. And uh, says, ah, good evening. Oh, good evening. Uh, can I uh, help you? I would, uh, I'm a purveyor of stories and a gatherer of stories. And uh, I'm just very interested in everyone here. Who are you, for instance? Uh, well, my name is Rafe. I, I, I was having a private conversation with the bartender. Yeah, how very interesting. Well, um, please carry on. Well, as I say, it was a private conversation with the bartender. And what was the topic of your conversation? Well, I was asking him who you were, so the <laughs> fact that you've come over here is somewhat suspicious to me. Well, uh, I'll introduce myself later for you. I mean, uh, it's not that I don't want to speak to you, it's just this is not the way I would like to be introduced. Of course not. But uh, we'll met anyway, we'll talk later. The bartender sort of... Rolls his eyes a bit and kind of shrugs at you, saying, he's like this. So, uh, who is he? Well, he'll, he'll introduce himself later. Does he have to? <laughs> well, he's, he's an entertainer. He has a flair for dramatics. Well, apparently so. Some other people have uh, started filling the tavern. Some of them are eating at the bar. There's um, a man with an eye patch, which seems to be inset in the eye patch with a desiccated eye and he sort of uh shoots you sort of dark looks and um as you sort of tune into his conversations he sort of talks about some people he rolled over and different occasions of uh, other people that he's um robbed from and he, he brags about it quite openly there's uh, another what uh, perhaps I'm not sure if she's a lady of the night, but she is quite personable. He's kind of chatting with her, but she uh, she looks around the room occasionally. She looks at Ilsa and uh, tries to catch Ilsa's eye. Do you reciprocate? Well, Ilsa is very interested, but and but she and she re- catch yes, she she catches his eye, but she's uh, very shy, so she does look away, but but furtively glances back. This seems to embolden the lady and she curls a, a finger motioning you over. Um, okay, so well, Ilse walks over. What's your name, young lass? Uh, my name is Ilse and yours, my lady? Anarita. Anarita. Yes, so uh, tell me a bit about these men you have with you. These ones here, they, you seem to all know each other. Well, yes, I think um, a, a couple of my friends there uh, seem to have... Uh, drunk a little too much tonight uh, while some of us uh, went out to look at the markets. Uh, we just arrived in town uh, recently. I guess you live here? Oh, I do. And uh, I'm really curious, um, travelling together, uh, are perhaps some of you married to each other? Oh, no, no. Oh, oh no. I take, uh, I'm, I'm taking up a religious life, as is uh, mother over here in a port point out to Mother Marja over here. So taking up a religious life doesn't necessarily mean that you're fully there yet and you have time to experiment. Uh, That's true in a sense, if one wasn't of of a conviction that I have. Hmm. Well, is is anyone here perhaps married or 
has a, a very important uh, future and proposal that, to be married. Oh, well, I believe that um, Bias, he's the gentleman sitting, the uh, elderly gentleman over there who's looking rather tired. Um, I believe he is married. Really? Um, I think he's the only one. Of course, uh, the young boy over there, Helmet, of course, he's too young to be thinking of such things, uh, as am I. And are you yourself married? Oh no, I'm um I'm free. I haven't met the right person yet. And uh, how about um the other the man there in the dark clothes who you walked in with? Ah, uh, Rafe. I don't believe he's he's married. I, I uh, is he a man of means? Um, well, I I, I perhaps you should ask him yourself. I feel um odd talking about him in such a way. I, I must say, though, I have seen that he, we went to the markets and he did uh, spend quite a bit of money. So he must, he must have some sort of means, I suppose. Oh, yes. I'm not well. sure how trustworthy he is, though. I'm not sure if I should be saying that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> a lady has to be careful. Very good. Well, thank Lovely to talk to you, Ilsa. Um, if you ever like a, a, a chat between ladies, you know, I'll just be here all night. And uh, she, um, sort of kind of dismisses you. Oh, thank you. Uh, what was your name again? So my, so that I may write it down in my notes. Anarita. <laughs> Anarita. Good evening. There's another man at the bar. He seems rather taciturn. He's sort of just facing the wall, eating and drinking. And what strikes you, him unusual is that he's got dried blood on his hands and he carries these sort of gamey, musky minx pelts at his belt um, they haven't fully dried either, and uh, he just sits there chewing on rare steak. There's a, a little fellow who is wearing a black and gold motley, some sort of jester outfit, and he holds a, a what appears to be a, a stick or uh, with a leap of the imagination, a wand of a, what appears to be a mummified worm of impressive proportions. And he kind of rattles it around, um, sometimes speaking to it. Uh, sometimes people talk to him, and then he answers indirectly by talking to the wiggling thing on a stick, which is, looks all really crusty. There's a couple of other fellows there. Um, and in the corner, there's another guy who seems to be very teary, uh, that everyone doesn't really seem to really acknowledge or talk to and the other person in the room is uh another fellow who seems rather um normal to all, all regards who is sort of sitting quietly uh, answering questions having his his uh, evening meal so that kind of sets up the the tavern rafe will now go over to the entertainer Ah, you will you be dining with us tonight? Well, uh, are you offering to pay? Well, no, I sing for my supper. Well, are you offering to sing for mine too? Well, ah, perhaps you could sing along with me. Oh, well, I don't know if I know the tune, but I suppose I could try. Very good. Well, um, or perhaps there is a... Well, I'll pay for your dinner if there is a song that you wish to sing. For me, or for us. Well, perhaps later. Perhaps later. Well, we don't. We we want the audience warmed up first. Well, you asked. You asked me who I am, so I shall. I shall give you a clue in verse. And he looks around the room, and uh, there are some some people with some basic instruments. And he asks them to take them up, and he clears his voice. 
And so he, he sort of talks to, to the room. And this fellow has asked me who I am. Ha, 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 ha. And uh, shall I tell him? And they all go, yeah. He looks to the boy. Shall I tell him who I am? Yeah. He looks to Marja. What do you think, lady? <laughs> she shrugs. <laughs> <laughs> and how about you, young lady? Uh, yes, tell him who you are. Well, I am the one who preys on weak. I offer everything they seek. And I am the one who comes richly endowed, harvesting crops and fields that others have ploughed. I am the bard lascivious. And uh, his song trails on afterwards. So that's just how I am known around these parts. Yes, and if you signed your name to a document, what, what would you write? Presumably not the bard lascivious. I would write the bard lascivious. Okay. That's kind of strange, to be honest, but all right. Ah, Should I call you Bard or Mr. Lascivious? Well, some people say that I tend to rave on somewhat. You can call me, uh, and I've earned the nickname as a little fellow, as Harpon. All right, very well. Um, Harpon Lascivious. Thank, thank you, Mr. Lucas. <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> he gives you a, a wink. I'm, I'm new here, but I know a few things. Oh, good. <laughs> he... um. He puts his monocle to his eye and, and squishes it in and peers at you more closely. Well met. Now, um, I shall take my dinner, but please uh, feel free to join me, perhaps. Uh, and he sort of he says, if this fellow sings for us, then barman, the, his meal is on me too. Are you going to sing? Right now, is that, the, <laughs> is that the requirement? Oh, you can roll or you can you can belt out a tune if you wish. Well, they call me Rafe Rhymer for a reason. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> You're going to bust a rhyme. <laughs> Give me a beat. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Rafe Rhymer and I'm here to say I like smuggling in a major way. We're at the hotel, motel, car talking inn. I didn't pay my taxes and I'll do it again. <laughs> Good job. All right. Well, for such a... Uh... <laughs> All right, stop. Collaborate and listen. Because <laughs> Rafe is back with a brand new invention. Something. Grab the hold of me tightly. Flow like a harpoon daily and nightly. Will it ever stop? Yo, I don't know. Snuff out the torch and I'll glow. To the extreme, I'll rock this in like a vandal. Light up a stage or wax a chump like a candle. Oh, <laughs> awesome. Well, I, I think that's a critical success happening there. So um, <clears throat> the, uh, the crowd uh, burst into um, applause and uh, the drinks are free for you and you may eat uh, richly as you will. So... Um, the, the bartender says, well, you want some of the really good stuff? Well, why not? I think I've earned it. <laughs> so he looks down his uh, uh, drinks list and pours you some cognac. Well, that's the stuff. And pops the bottle next to it. So you help yourself. You've impressed uh, our local bard. Very good. Would anyone else like a drink? Is there a fireplace here? Yeah. All right, well, Rafe will pour his glass of brandy and leave it by the fireplace to warm up. Meanwhile, uh, over near 
the young lad. Bias is um, starting to, to drift off into... Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> he's like head is down on the on the bar. Drifting off into kaleidoscopic dreams. There's just one leech that's crawled yeah, out just yeah. slowly <laughs> making its way towards <laughs> his face. Yeah. Occasionally the bartender comes over and gives him a pat. A little rub on the back. Yeah. <laughs> Squeeze on the shoulder. So, um, Marja, um, you're given another milk and... Um, he says, um, this one is a special kind of cream. <laughs> it's, um, it's been fortified for cold night. Fortified how? Well, it's got some brandy in it and, <laughs> <laughs> and some spices. It will help you sleep. Would you like some? No, thank you. I just like plain milk. Well, it's, it's, it is plain milk with some extra stuff. Yes, none of the extra stuff. <laughs> the, um... Guy with the eye patch goes, oh, what's wrong with you? Don't you like a drink? I'll have it. You can have it, but I'm not paying for it. He he grabs it and he, you know, smacks his lips and there's some milky foam left on his uh, three-day-old beard. He says, oh, what's your name then? Love? Marja. Marja. Right, you remind me a bit of my, uh, my mother. That's good. I hope your mother was... A nice person. She was. You seem like a nice person too. Thank you. You do. You seem really nice. You know, letting me have your drink and all that sort of thing. Oh, you you, you have to pay for that. No, no, no. I'm not paying for that. Well, I'm not paying for it either. Well, you'll have to take that up with the barkeep. <laughs> I, I will. I'll, I'll talk to him later. But I was wondering if you could help me out. What's wrong? I was wondering if you'd have a... Have a few brass pennies. I, uh, I'm a bit short, and um, I need to buy some meat to feed my dog. I have enough brass pennies to buy myself a plain milk. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, come on, come on. After paying this the, the expensive amount of money for this room, that's all I have. Really? Really? Oh, I don't know if. Oh, look, I know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I believe you. Well, that's great. I have enough for a plain milk without brandy and spices. Yeah, well, uh, I don't. I thought you were a nice lady. I am nice, but I'm also poor. Well, but I'm thinking that. Um, I'm thinking that maybe you're lying to me. See that as you may, but I'm a poor nun. No, I think you need to give me some money. No, I'm sorry. And he kind of puts his um, eye patch with the desiccated eye, as if forward, <laughs> as if <laughs> peering into your soul. <laughs> I poke him in the desiccated eye. <laughs> All right. Um, Haven't you been told, boy? He, he spits on the floor. Do you want to in- intimidate him? No, I'm, I'm just poking him in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, he's going to try and intimidate you a little bit more. So he, he starts getting um, a little bit in your face about it. And so I think uh, intimidate, you just need to make a resolve. Oh, he makes a... Intimidate check, and that can be opposed by your resolve. Sweet, I get a bonus to resolve. But he, he sort of comes across as sort of you know you're not intimidated. He no. he he tries to tries different tricks, and he goes, "Oh, you slut!" <laughs> and walks off. Rafe wants to speak to the lascivious bard. Okay, and say, "Is that ill-mannered fellow a friend of yours?" Well, it's not so much whether he's. I'm a friend of him, but uh, he, he's uh, harmless enough, uh, at least with me. Uh, he, he is what he is. Um, 
he's he's a fan, of course, so I don't really mind. But um, yeah, maybe perhaps not the, does, the most. Does he listen to what you have to say? Does he take guidance from you? Well, he does. He, you know, he's um, he's somewhat rather erratic and chaotic in his behaviour. So uh, sometimes, like if I said back off, or I'll cut your throat, or I'll have some people deal with him with you, he probably would back off. Yes. What, what about if you just told him to pull his f***ing head in? <laughs> Why I could do that. Yeah. Yes, I could do that. Would you like me to do that? Yes, I, I would certainly like I, to see I, that. I think I've taken care of him quite <laughs> all right. You're not here. I've just dealt with him, though. I'm not intimidated by him. Ilse might be. Helmet might be. Helmet's got no money anymore. <laughs> <laughs> all right, he, he, no, he turns to the bartender and sort of says, you know, he's uh, bringing down the mood. He was my friends and my new guests here. Um how Drake, could you uh, just do something about him? So How Drake says, uh, so like you know, in a couple of minutes. So you go back to talking, and then How Drake um, fills up another, another cup full of milk and puts a bit of grog in it, and says, uh, "Ilgum, Ilgum, come here. Here, you want some more of that milk? Some more of that mother's milk?" And Ilgum's like, "Oh yeah, 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 sure." If it's on the house, I'll have it. And as um, Ilgram sort of gets it to 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 drink, Haldrake's massive paw of a hand comes around behind his head and begins slamming <laughs> Ilgram's head into the bar until it's um, somewhat of a bloody mess and he, he slips onto the floor uh, unconscious and then um, that picks him up by the shirt and belt and just throws him out the door. Leaving a nice big um, blood blood smear across the floor. The bar just kind of shrugs. Done. Yes, very, very entertaining. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, uh, <laughs> if you will excuse me for a moment, and uh, Rafe will go over to the others to the extent there and, and just very quietly, given the lascivious bard's apparent uh, good hearing, and just say, listen, I, I'm not sure we uh, should be fans of this gentleman, but um, he does seem very serious, so we should perhaps... Uh, Not piss him off? Humour him, yes. <laughs> Who is he? I think uh, I think he's Harkin Lucas. So he's the Burgo Burger singer? Meister, Meister singer. Meister singer? I think so. Of Scold, or...? Did we hear about him? We know his name. We must know his name because I've got it written down. Yeah. Yeah, I think we know. Isn't she? He's the guy who was, like, messing with Acriel, right? Acriel's the girl from the alley. Yeah, but I don't know anything about that. Well, I've got a note about it, so she must have said something about it. Okay. I've got, I got a bunch of names written down. I've got Harkin, Lucas, Pierre, Coraline, and Ledelar. I didn't think he was the guy from the alley. Harkin, that, was, that list was from the, um, we found that in the. Um, oh, that was the list of, yeah. That list of names was hit in list. the safe. It was a hit list, house. we think. Uh, it had names crossed pups? off it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was in the Wolf Pup house. Okay, all right. He that's said to you his name was Har- a nickname was Harpon, didn't he? Which yes, is that's why it's same as Harkin. Similar to Harkin. Okay, so what was we're just kind of talking off off camera because I had a list of names and that was apparently a list of names we found in the house that had Harkin, Lucas, Pierre, Coraline, and Ledelar on it, and, it had, and Acriel. Yeah, and some names were crossed off. Was that no? I'm not, I'm, I'm probably not. Oh, okay. I've inferred his name from the fact we had a list with that name on it, but I don't know the significance oh, of it. Do we want to ask him about that? I think we should. In fact, I will. All right, don't. I think we not get you to do it because you're still a bit hungover. 
Uh, I feel fine. Maybe don't mention the list. Just ask about the other names or something. I think we should just bring the list to him. He seems um, nice. Where, what, where will we tell him we got the names from? We found it in a list in a house. Yeah, but we basically robbed that house, Helmet. Oh. But that's but assuming that bad. you can trust anyone. Why would we not trust anyone? I'm feeling really frightened in here. You look at what happens to that man who got thrown outside. Well, he was a big jerk. I'm also worried about him outside. We're not supposed to be outside. How much was it for a milk? Three? Um, so I'll just get a plain milk, no brandy, no spices, please. Yeah, sure. Hal Drake says, oh, we're out of uh, cow's milk. Would you have goat's milk? Yeah, that'll be fine. He motions over one of the barmaids. Gleda, can you go tell Ledlar that we need some goat's milk in here? And ask him how long he's going to be before the main dining area is closed. Oh, we should probably order some food. Yes, is, is Ledlar the, the cook? No, no, the cook's Heinstock. Oh, who's Ledlar? Oh, he's um, he takes over here when I'm not uh, when I'm out or if I'm having a night off. He helps me run the place. So he's your sort of second in command. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, more or less. Uh, can I ask a question? Do the names Pierre and Coraline mean anything to you? Pierre. Mm. I know some Pierres, and he rambles on about different sort of Pierres from the market or someone who is a carpenter. Any of them uh, friends of, of Ledelard's? Oh, well, Ledelard is quite, you know, he's a bartender. He, yeah, he's friendly with them. Coraline, she works out in the dining area. She'll be in later. She helps uh, manage the bar after they clean up the tables in their fine dining. Thank you. Uh, I realise it might seem strange that I'm asking about these names. It's just uh, before we travelled here, uh, someone uh, in, in Harmonia m- mentioned uh, some, some people that perhaps we should ask after. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, um, do you need them for anything in particular? No, but I, I can understand now that given their position here, I, I can't imagine why they didn't mention you. Um, you know, they're obviously very helpful people and good to know. Yeah, well, great. <laughs> Do we want to bring this list to um, Harkin? I don't really trust him. Well, he's the master singer from this town, isn't he? He is, but he's on the list with Acriel, and I just think he's connected to her and possibly connected to whatever it is she wants to speak to us Who was about. it? That was, was it me that stood and watched, talked to her out the window? Bias did. But yeah, you and... We hoisted her. We're up. in the room. Yeah. Do we? Do I recognise the voice of Harkin Lucas? Because I've heard, obviously heard him speaking to Rafe and other people. Do I recognise the voice? You're going to have to try and um, either do a listen or a scrutinise if you, you you are putting two and two together. It's going to be a hard scrutinise or listen uh, or eavesdrop. Sorry, uh, eavesdrop. Yeah. All right. Let's watch me fail. Oh, I rolled a twenty-six and I have a. Th- 39, so that's a success. So do you start with... That's hard. Oh, so minus no, 20. Damn it. 10 short. Damn it. It's hard to know. There, you know it, there is a similarity there, perhaps. But then, so maybe uh, Hal Drake's voice is somewhat similar too. Yep. Well, I suppose um, I'll order some food. Do we get it food? Is food supplied with our... I think breakfast is. Oh. There is some basic fair bar food uh, that you can have or you might want to dine on something more sumptuous. I'll take something sumptuous. I gather I don't have to pay. No, it's on the house. <laughs> oh, is that all of us or just um, Rafe? Just Rafe. Welcome to sing if you like. I'm not singing. I've got... I'm the I'm the guy who got told to not sing during this the school production. <laughs> <laughs> Well, just lip sync then. 
that's basically what the, the, the music teacher told me to do. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's where your skills lie. So a hot meal fit for the burger would be eight brass pennies. A hot meal fit for the aristocrat would be one silver. Or for a lowborn, four brass pennies. I'll get me one of them aristocrats. Coming right up. I'm going to have a good meal. Make that too. You'll see you're going to eat. Uh, yes. We should probably get some food into the boy as well. I'll have to have the, what's the cheapest? Uh, Lowborn stuff. No, nah, hearty meal for the boy. Oh, thank you. All the better to vomit up with, my dear. <laughs> and Bias, would you like a, a f- feed? Sure. Yep. Eat, get some food into you. Can I persuade the barkeep to give Ilse a meal on my account? Make a make some sort of persuasion. Can I make a bargain roll? What are you going to bargain? What's your bargaining chip? Oh, I'm just saying that, you know, the performance I put on was, was pretty worthwhile. And uh, given that she's sort of travelling with me and part of my support group, you know, we need to... You mean he sort of... Uh, maybe he takes the wrong meaning, but some, some tidbits for your tidbit. It's incredibly inappropriate of you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Nothing like that at all. <laughs> I'll pay for a meal if you can't. Well, I can pay for it. I just don't think I should have to. Well, I uh, I can make her a little. We could get her a little, a small amount, a side dish. I only need a side dish. Thank you. There you go, your little side dish. <laughs> <laughs> How old is Elsie? Oh, about 16. So he sends uh, one of the other barmaids, uh, Tina, back to the kitchens. And um, she comes back and she says, oh, they'll... The order's been placed, and they're brought to you by a uh, a very comely-looking woman. She has long red hair, just immaculate. And a lot of the, the people, the men in the bar, their eyes light up, but none of them sort of make any crass remarks at her and greet her as Coraline, and she delivers your meals. Thank you very much, Coraline. You're welcome, and she the way she speaks as though uh, they're honeyed words. There is something very mesmerising about her. I think we should bring out the list. Coraline? Mm? Do you know someone called Pierre? Pierre? Yeah, there's some... It's a common name. Why? Uh, well, we, we met some people uh, who suggested some names of people we should uh, perhaps... Um, seek out, speak to when we arrived in town. And your name was mentioned among them, presumably because you work here. Uh, and so you're a good person to know. But there was a Pierre, but we, we weren't given any last name. And we're just trying to work out who he is. Tell me more. Uh, well, the other people that were mentioned to us were uh, Ledlar. Oh, yes, Ledlar. And uh, 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 I think there was another woman's name, Acriel. Oh, yes, I know Acriel. Uh, uh, perhaps perhaps there's someone particular you know called Pierre? Mm. Well, Acriel, uh, I think she has a, a manservant named Pierre who, who does odd jobs for her. He's a woodsman. I haven't seen Acriel for some time. She's a lovely. What does she, she do here? Oh, she just brings joy wherever she goes. I do believe... Uh, well, rumour has it that um, she is uh, fallen for a suitor from Gundrak. I see. Well, perhaps perhaps she is with this suitor then. She could well be. Do you know he's not? Yes, he's, he's a very famous um, doctor. He treats the ill, those who have ailments of the mind. His name is Dr. Dominari. Have I got that right? Dominini. Oh, 
Something is a foreign Gondorak name. Let me think. It'll come to me in a moment. Has she had any anyone else she was in, involved with, I suppose? Some other suitors? Someone more local, I guess? I thought it might just be Dr. Dominiari. Well, perhaps you're right. You, you know her better than we do, obviously. Well, we haven't caught up. We haven't had a girls' night in such a long time. Well, uh, perhaps you will soon. Mm, yeah. So you're acquainted with her? Briefly. Yes. Uh, which, well, uh, not not well, but um, we, we happened to uh, come across her in, in our travels. Well, if you do see her again, let, let her know that Coraline said hello. Certainly. I, I would be very glad to, to pass on your message. You have been so very kind and so very lovely to us. My pleasure. Well, I'm off duty now, so I'm going to have a drink at the bar. Just let us know if you'd like anything. Well, would you like some cognac? I have some by the fire here. Ah, that is uh, that is gorgeous of you. However, Lascivious would, uh, he'll fix me up. You enjoy your, your brandy. Oh, very well, all right. And so she kind of um, minces over to him and um, they seem to be somewhat friendly. Are there windows to the outside from here? There are some windows um, around the place yeah. and looking out you can see that the fog is, uh, is fully lifted uh, okay. from the ground and it's forming a, a, th- a thick fog outside. I can't see Ilgum stumbling around out there, can we? No. <laughs> Still passed out somewhere. One of the other patrons sort of uh, walks up to the, the bar where, where uh, Ilgum's accident occurred <laughs> and sort of just gets her finger and runs it along um, some of the blood and then just samples it. Um, have we eaten yet? You're eating us at the moment. I think I would, wouldn't mind going up to our rooms after finishing this meal. I feel a little uncomfortable. They're a rather strange breed here, aren't they? Aren't they? Who do you think's behind the dividers there, behind the curtains? Well, other other patrons, I suppose. Do you think they're going to be less strange? Well, no, I imagine they'd be more strange. Just wondering how strange and in what ways. Well, this is not a zoo helmet. Well, you don't know that. <laughs> well, yeah, I suppose you're right, no. <laughs> I've never been in a bar where people drink blood or at least lick it up. What if we were to send by a stumbling behind the curtain accidentally? Well, it may yet happen anyway. <laughs> uh, Rafe would like to walk up to the, was it a woman who yeah. drank the blood? Yeah. And just say, uh, you appear to have uh, very particular tastes. Oh, what, 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 you know, what do you mean? But she, she kind of knows what you're talking about. Rafe just sort of glances at the bar and then back at her and sort of shrugs. She, um, she gets a finger and wipes some more up and offers it to you. Oh, well. No, I, I, perhaps I'm not uh, particular in that way. Have you ever? Um, no, no, I haven't. Do you recommend it? Oh, absolutely. Even, I mean, that particular fellow doesn't seem terribly appetising. No, no, not really. But, you know, what they say, they're all, they're all meat on the inside. Well, I suppose that's true. Is that, uh, do you eat people? Ladies don't tell. And as she smiles, is it the light... Or is it something else? But it's almost like her, her canines seem perhaps unusually large. And then she smiles again and they seem the normal size. <laughs> she, she then seems to have somewhat of an unfortunate habit of kind of has a convulsion of sniffing. Are you quite well? Do you, <laughs> there is something irritating your <sighs> nose? Do you have allergies? Ah, oh, no, I just caught, caught the scent of something pleasant. 
perhaps I shudder to ask, but what sort of thing? Well, just pheromones in general. She kind of glances over her shoulder at the bard lascivious and he kind of gives her a slight, what are you going on about sort of look? Uh, are you a, a fan of the Mr. Bard, Mr. Lascivious, whatever he goes by? Uh, yeah, 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 he's fa- yeah, yes, I am, yeah. Perhaps I think, I think that I think, yes, his, his the perfume. I see. See, so, yeah, can I ask your name? Hesse, the bartender, kind of angles over. Hesse, the blessed. That's what we like to call you, don't we, Hesse? She's uh, she beats to her own drum. Oh well, I, I walks to her own beat of the drum. I can certainly see that, but she's admirably open about it. Yeah, well, she's... Yeah, Essie, get out of here. This is disgusting. People don't want to see you doing that. She, she's a, a hedonist, a sensate. <laughs> a head, well, we had a, a, an encounter with a, a so-said hedonist. That's but- right, he turned into a wolf. That's what they do, don't they? Hedonists turn into wolves. Well, only the best ones. <laughs> I think Helmets had rather a, a lot uh, to drink. No, he uh, did. He did. He was in, in, in the prison. Uh, so what was in those smelling salts? Yeah, well, uh, no, the boy has a point. Um, it's a, a figure of speech around here. What do you mean, that hedonists turn into wolves? Well, wolf men. Well, some big scary ones. Well, we can say that some people with large appetites, well, they can be a pig or they can be a wolf, depending on what they're... Uh... Are you a hedonist, Mr. Lascivious? Not, uh, well, you have to ask him. You're talking to the bartender here. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you a hedonist, Mr. Am I a hedonist? Paul Drake. Well, that's Paul a Drake. question for the ages, isn't it? Well, perhaps on my nights off. Well, uh, it might be difficult to, to, to be a hedonist while you're working. <laughs> Though I do love my job. S- serving, I can't get enough of it. Serving drinks might be quite difficult in that state. <laughs> what, in a state of hedonism or a state, state of... of having big wolf paws. <laughs> Perhaps you should, uh, you could ask your friend in the morning. It kind of gives <laughs> bias a pat on the back. Though I must confess, I do like someone with a little bit more spirit. Oh, yawning. Oh, I'm very tired after that lovely meal. Uh, I think everyone that we should all go upstairs to our rooms now. Thank you. That was a lovely evening of food and, and drink. <clears throat> Don't you agree, everyone? Well, if I could just interrupt. Uh, there's one thing wrong with that plan, says the bartender. Oh? Well, your rooms are on this ground floor. Mine isn't. I paid for a room upstairs. Oh, oh yes, yes so you did. Aren't some of you sl- sleeping in the common room? I'm in the stables. No, I, you don't need to sleep in the stables. You can sleep in the common room. Really? Yeah. Thank yeah. you. It's just uh, a room with some furs. Still, it'd be nicer than the stables. So you've got a room upstairs. The common room doesn't have a, a, a locked door or anything, does it? It'll be okay. It's a common room. Yeah, it's just where pe- uh, people I'll can sleep you. all together. Mm, okay. Uh-huh. The rooms upstairs, um, they're okay if you want a bit of a, a view out the window, but there are some on the ground floor as well if you wish to have them. Then you can all stay together. I'd rather stay together if there's any way we could do that. Well, you can share it with me and Joan. Can I do that? Yeah, well, well, I, there's... Uh, yeah, I, I cannot see why not. 
Well, there's only one one bed, really. John is already upstairs in the one bed, so you're going to have to have one room each or be in the common room. You uh, you, you decide. I don't mind. Can't we just all stay in the common room? Is that okay with you? Well, some people like their privacy, young men. Perhaps. We're all friends. I don't feel comfortable getting changed in a room with men. Precisely. So it's, you okay, have fine. All, we will have your uh, a room here um, next to the common room, perhaps. Can we fit all of us in there? Me, Joan, and Ilse? Well, uh, no, there's only one bed, unless someone wants to sleep on the floor. Well, we could cuddle in bed. Well, you're. No, I, I don't mean to to say this in a disparaging way, but you're a rather large woman, and whether <laughs> I am not large, Joan I'm is, merely husky. Well, uh, Joan is corpulent, and I think Ilse is husky as well. Mm, correct. <laughs> Two husky women. Is anyone women. under? No, you are, aren't you? I'm slight or slim <laughs> or whatever it is, yeah. We checked on Joan before upstairs. She is dead to the world, and no one's really interested in her anyway. <laughs> I'll sleep on the floor in a room with you, Matt. Okay. Mother. Can you get us some spare blankets, maybe, to put on the floor? Yeah, there's, uh, there's furs in the common room. You could just take them in. Okay. You can fit about Done. two people in these rooms. But, you know, the night is young. Is there... Um, <clears throat> who's going to drink on? Oh, <laughs> yes. He's still yawning. Oh, my goodness. So tired. <laughs> Rafe's going to gonna finish his con- bottle of cognac. So stay up for a while. And Marsha? <laughs> going to bed. So you two head off to bed? Yes. Yeah, I'm going to go to bed too. Bias. Account of the fact Bias that I'm stay up. extremely hungover. Bias like some cognac. Sure, may as well add it to the pile. Sure, that way that way Rafe won't drink all of it himself. So and so, helmet's also going to bed. I'm going to bed, but yeah, I'll be in the um, common room. Okay, well, uh, you can take Frida in with you. Yeah, Rafe and Bias, I worry for your safety in this place. Uh, I. I shall pray for you. Thank you, Ilse. Uh, um, honestly, my feeling is that uh, if we are not safe here, I may be safer awake than asleep. Now I don't feel safe for going up to bed. <laughs> well, you'll be with Joan and Marsha. We'll Marsha with Marsha. Yeah. Marsha will uh, keep keep good watch she over you. Certainly, looks like she could handle herself in a situation. Yes, I, I know that perhaps you're concerned about her the current state of her um, relationship with the good Lord, but. In terms of keeping you physically safe, perhaps that is for the best right now. Mm, good, okay, good advice. So, Bias and uh, Rafe, uh, the others go to bed, and I should probably just uh, tell you a little bit about your brooms. So, Marja and you'll say you unlock the door and swing it open, and musty air drains out of the room, washing over you like a like stagnant water. Within the room all is dark, and once your eyes adjust, you can see that the bed at the old Katakan Inn made of sturdy iron frames with plenty of blankets on top. Next to the bed is a conveniently placed little table containing an oil lantern. The shutters are closed, latched and barred with thick board. You can see an iron holder built onto the dark door frame for securing a large beam across the three-inch thick oak door. Is the window something we could... Bar it's barred, isn't it? Mm. Okay. Yeah, and is there the log right. there that we can put in the um to bar the door? Yeah, let's do it straight away. There's a beam. All right, we'll do that. Okay, is there anything you want to do before you go to bed? Pray. No, I just <laughs> climb into bed and fall asleep. Yeah, you so, can play for, pray for pray for me. Pray silently as long see. as I can stay awake. Any particular patron saint you wish to pray to? Um, I shall pray to Saint Peter because uh, he was pretty good with the sword when he was alive, and I think. Uh, we might need some guidance in that 
particular area. And as for the common room, the only item in this room are sleeping furs thrown upon the hard wooden floor. The room itself is musty and dark, no windows opening into it. As might be expected, the room smells like too many people have been living here too long. Is there anyone else in it? Not at the moment. Mm -hmm. Fine. I'll find a nice corner to snuggle down in. So, Bias and Rafe, is there anyone else you wish to interact with in the room? Or are you happy just to keep your own company? I think we'll just keep our own company and just keep an eye on everyone else and what they're up to. Yeah, there's just a guy sitting in the corner, blowing his nose every so often, flicking his eye- hair in front of his eyes, trying to make eye contact. I'll go over to him. <laughs> How are you going? It's been a bit of a long night, but um, I'm doing okay. How are you? You oh, don't look great. No, no. I'm not. Rafe will follow bias over. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Do you know? Do you know much about? Uh, like, I'm. I'm in this relationship with this girl, and I just don't know whether. Uh. Like, I. I don't know whether I'm overthinking things, and where. Um. Like, whether she's ignoring me, and I don't want to push it because I've been in relationships before, and I, I don't know if I do that, then I'll will come off really strange, and I just don't know what just to do. Just be yourself, man. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't think she's going to like that either. I yeah, just, but then it's not right, so. Yeah, but what am I going to do? What, what am I going to do? What do you want to do? I don't know. I just don't, I just don't know what I want to want to do. Well, like, how do you feel about this woman? He kind of gives some funny facial expression. What does that mean? Do you, do you like this woman? Do you love this woman? He starts crying a bit and, and nods and starts playing with his hair again. Have you spoken to her about how you feel and your your concerns? Yeah, well, yeah, I, I I don't know if I, I don't know if I should or not because I I don't know what to say, and if I say how I feel, then she's just going to think that I'm strange and and that'll push her away. Do, does she know? Like, are you in a relationship? I think so. <laughs> what have you done together? I've I've walked her home. And we 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 talked, but then um, she was there with her friends the other day that she hadn't seen in a while, and she just totally ignored me, completely ignored me, and it almost seemed like I got like I was in the way. Well, sometimes you can't expect anything from her. You just got to interact with her on her terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's what I was thinking, but but then what happens if she just totally completely ignores me and continues to ignore me and i'm getting the feeling like i just want to know but i don't want to well, know what do you like to do you like to do anything together why don't you go i try and organize something with her like all the things to do cost like uh, a lot of money and there's nothing to do here you go for a walk well we do and we go for walks and i walk her to her house and we talk sometimes, Sounds and, then, nice. and then she says, she says to me that um, she she just stops talking to me, and then um, I, I don't know why she's like that. And she talks about someone else she used to see, and and how she doesn't like talking, and she just wants everyone to get away from her, and just has these periods where she doesn't want to talk to anyone, and just wants to read a book for like days, and and then I don't know what she does. Well. I mean, she doesn't have to want to see you all the time to still want to see you. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I, I suppose so. Yeah, I mean, but you have to be okay with that. 
if you're not okay with it, you might need to find somebody else. Well, I don't know if she's actually saying to me whether that's her way of putting distance between us. Well, perhaps you should ask her this question. Perhaps you should just get the honest truth out there between you. But I don't think she'll give me the honest truth. I think she'll just sort of string me along and I don't know if she'll be able to give me the honest truth. Well, I mean, you're already miserable about this. The worst that can happen is you find out that she doesn't want to see you. Unfortunately, our time is up and you're going to have to give us 50 silver pieces. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I'm not giving... I I don't have 50 silver pieces and I don't think you understand how I feel. You'd be surprised at how much I do understand how you feel. You you keep on saying that, but you don't. How old does this guy look? About 19. I give him a glass of cognac. I I don't drink. Well, you you should start. (laughs) Straighten your spine. All right. Make make some sort of persuade check. Peer pressure check. (laughs) So what was this guy doing beforehand? Aside from crying. So he comes to the bar to sit in the corner and cry. Glad I went to bed. <laughs> Deal with this idiot. That's a critical <laughs> fail. He starts getting kind of angry. He gets angry and starts just saying, you don't understand me. You're just trying to get me to drink and this is really serious and you just can't part. I just can't fob it off by trying to get me drunk like everyone <laughs> else likes to try and do. And he starts having a, a bit of a histrionic moment. Well, I can see why maybe she doesn't <laughs> like you. <laughs> well, we enjoy sitting here by yourself in a bar and not drinking, you strange <laughs> little twerp. He says, you you just don't understand how I feel and you're pushing me to do this. Well, you don't have to drink. Just shut up. <laughs> he pulls out a, a, a little um, pair of nail scissors and he, he starts cutting at his nails and to where they're starting to, cutting them right back where they're starting to... Um, Bleed slightly. You're making me do this. You're making me do this. This is what you've done. You don't care. Go away. Well, I don't think we want to burden the young man, do we, boys? <laughs> yeah, no. I'm just quite confused right now. <laughs> he kind of he, he kind of ignores uh, Rafe and looks at Bias. I think you maybe understand a little bit, and he sort of stops cutting his nails. Yeah, um, that's what I said. I do understand. <laughs> can, can you talk to me some more? Sure. What do you want to talk about? Uh, w- what I should do? Rafe pulls out a large glass of brandy and hands it to Bias and then walks <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have, a, I have a decent gulp. I think we've already covered this. Um, you need <laughs> to keep trying to see this person if you want to. But if it's not making you happy, maybe you need to look at, at that and choose whether or not it's actually making you happy. Make a scrutinised test. Uh, with an 89, I suspect that's a fail. The the conversation goes backwards and forwards and, and carries on. And at times, maybe if you want to try and extricate yourself, he kind of tries and draws you in. I mean, if it's just going around in circles, I'll try and leave. Yeah, it becomes a very circular kind yeah. of conversation. And then when you get up to leave, he kind of follows you. He kind of stands next to you and, and then occasionally um, cries. <laughs> quite, he's quite a figure. What's your name? Oldfred. Well, Oldfred, I'm Bias. It's been quite something to meet you, but I think it's probably time we call it a night. Yeah, yeah. well, um, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to you know, have a sleepover with you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is... We uh, could bring the barkeep as do, well. Do we have... Uh, presumably we're going to you know, go adventuring again. 
Yeah, I'll st- I'll start telling him about how what we do and see if he's interested. He doesn't really seem interested. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, but he's happy to just have a friend. <laughs> sure. Okay. And occasionally asks, it says he's hungry. Well, I don't have any money and I don't think we have any spare beds. And he starts talking about his mother (laughs) and how she doesn't give him enough food. And so it goes. Okay. Now, you drinkers, if you could make a toughness test. Now, because you're drinking good, very fine, strong stuff, uh, it's going to be harder to resist. The effects of intoxication. So spirits is challenging the uh, the toughness test. So that's a minus ten. I pass. Just I fail. Okay, three d ten plus three peril and one corruption as you become somewhat intoxicated. But this guy really sobered me up. <laughs> <laughs> so I go to ignore one skill rank, and you get plus three to damage threshold. The, uh, the little fellow in Motley wanders up to Rafe uh, with his, his wand and, and kind of holds it up, not looking at you, maybe looking at you in peripheral vision and sort of waving it around. And he says, oh, what have you found here, Magnifico? 